Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hog puke, dog dung, and navy snot. On this podcast, we swear like pirates. Hello, welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Molly. I'm Indy. I'm Brittany. And I'm Goodwin. And today, we're reading chapter 19 of Melting Stones. So grab a cup of coffee. Or tea. Or your drink of choice. And let's stop the world and melt with you. Flair and Carnelian... Evie are all still kind of reeling from Luvo thundering. And she's like, yo, what did you do? Evie uses this to her advantage to continue to lie to Flair and Carnelian to keep them afraid of Luvo and to try and get them to follow her. They agree to follow her under the sea, into the vent. They're going to lead the other volcano spirits out that way. She has a rough brush where she gets kind of swarmed by the volcano spirits and starts melting and it's amazing and she has to like bring herself back and remember that she's human again. Flair and Cornelian see that like she's fragile in this way and kind of help keep the volcano spirits back from her so that she doesn't melt but also they don't want the volcano spirits to know that there's somebody else leading them. They want to be the leaders. And then they get partway under the sea and Evie starts to feel the pressure of the earth and like slows down and everybody gets tired of following her. And they're like, nope, we're not going to follow you all the way to the ocean vent. We're just going to try and break out here. Part of chapter 20. Yeah, that's part of chapter 20. Yeah, because they get just about to the seafloor. Yeah, they get to the yeah. sea. That's it in 19. Yeah, so they were just making their way out uh, and they got to the point where they get to the sea and they're like "Yeah, oh no, I thought the pressure from the island was bad. <laughs> no, the island is not bad compared to the sea. Oh. Yeah, I was skimming and it ends with them arguing about like hey, don't stop. And I thought that, that was the part where they're just like we're not going to listen to you anymore. But I guess that just happens a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, she has to keep saying, hey, no, come on. Over here, let's go. This way. Come on. Let's go. She's, 
she's basically the volcano tour guide going and we're walking we're walking we're walking yeah mm-hmm. exactly exactly <laughs> Part one of our three step reading process is reading like a novice. This is where we talk about what we liked and didn't like about the chapter. What did you guys like and not like about this chapter? For one thing, they might yet wake up and guess I could be lying like an emperor. I love that phrase. I do too. <laughs> yeah, person in charge lying. Not uncommon. <laughs> I drifted in the heat. I thought I smelled power burning. That was silly because magic doesn't burn. I just really like the way that's written because it does sound like something that like a kid's brain would put together. At, at two thousand degrees Fahrenheit, a lot of stuff is gonna burn. Yeah, maybe be, magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's highly probable. Her patience scared me a lot more than Flair's temper. If I ran away, I had a feeling that wherever I went, Carnelian would find me and take revenge. Jesus Christ. These lava things are fucking creepy. They're terrifying. They're just mm-hmm. inhuman. Well, yeah, that's half the point. Good one. With your smug grid. <laughs> no comment. Don't think about melting. Don't think about trading your meat life for this liquid one. <laughs> but honestly, same. <laughs> Listen, I bet liquid me wouldn't have to pay taxes, okay? Exactly. Liquid That's all I'm duty. saying. I was going to say liquid me wouldn't have jury duty. It'd be fine. Wasn't it Brittany who pointed out that Evie's experience with melting here is very similar to Briar wanting to be a tree. Mm-hmm. Accurate, though. It's very until much based he... on, on their power. Yeah. Until he came in contact with food. He smelt food, and he's like, oh, never mind. And then she comes in contact with the diamond, and she's like, uh, forget that. I won't be able to have diamonds if I'm in the melt, if I'm melted. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like that's a question we should ask our listeners. Like, what's the thing that will will stop you when you're about to melt into the world? What's the thing that brings you back? Be like Briar and say food. Like, smell some really good food. Like, mm, no, that's not worth it. I wouldn't be able to do that if uh, I couldn't eat food, if I went and did whatever of this. Yeah, it's like, what would keep you from joining the hive mind? Food, for sure. Yeah. I, I really like food. I also like food. Food might keep me from joining the hive mind. Yes. Or maybe just... storytelling. Hmm. Be like, no, I can't I can't read if I'm a tree. <laughs> well, I could um go up to you as a tree and just hold the book and you just shake your leaves whenever you need the page turned. But <laughs> <laughs> like, Oh, okay, here you go. You know what that means I have to do? I have to now bring in my obligatory Animorphs reference. Oh, goodness. (laughs) 
Like, Does that bird person need to have like a cell phone held up to them or something? Yeah, so Tobias gets stuck as a hawk, but he's still a teenage boy and he's always liked reading. And the fun thing is that since he's a hawk, he has really good vision. So he'll just like drift over a park and like read over somebody's shoulder. And he's like, I've read a lot of books. Haven't finished most of them, but I've read a lot. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. So if you were a tree, I would just hold the book open for you. You just shake your little branches and let me know when you need the page turned. I do listen to a lot of audiobooks, so you could, you know, mm. get the book on audio and just like go put the boom box next to me. Yeah, boom box. Yeah, I could do that, or just find uh, some little holes. Like, okay, this will plug in here, right? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, that stays. Hopefully, no squirrels try to steal your ear pods. Whatever. But then I won't be able to write stories. I'm gonna have to like. <laughs> Yeah, no, but I could a branch and like carve it into the mud or something. Mm-hmm. And that makes me think of the Young Wizards series by Dan Dwayne because there's a whole spot in So You Want to Be a Wizard, which is the first book in the series where the trees are like dropping their autumn leaves in specific patterns and they're telling Nita. Like, oh yeah, that other wizard kid over there is really annoying because he just moved all our leaves aside because Kit doesn't know how to talk with the trees. Yeah. <laughs> Kit, however, does talk to his VCR. So, you know. So you could kind of still write stories, then you just drop your leaves in a certain pattern, and whoever is able to talk to trees, write the story down for you. Yes. Yeah. So you could still read. You could still write stories. You're good. You can be a tree. Instead of a ghost writer, <laughs> it'd be a tree writer. Uh, I was going to say, mine would be music, but at the same time, like, music helps plants grow. I play it's music for my plants. Just like we do with Molly and just have a boombox for you. Yeah, And then you could photosynthesize. Exactly. You wouldn't have to worry about being allergic to everything anymore. Exactly. I want to be a fucking tree, goddammit. <laughs> I don't know, Indy. Knowing you, you'd probably be allergic to the sun. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Actually, funny story. Oh, oh my no. god. Oh no. So if I spend like more than 30 minutes outside, I feel like I'm dying. <laughs> I... Which really sucks for someone who likes to be outside. And he's like that dog that is allergic to human dander. Does <laughs> he live in the deep dark forest? Exactly. The tree yeah, but that would be outside. And they couldn't do that. Well, it's it's mostly like if I'm in um particularly in sunny spots. It doesn't have well, to be. Oh, I so deep dark forest would be good. For yeah, you exactly. Yeah. To stay in the shadows and frighten the village, the, the local villagers. And you can be the witch in the woods. <gasps> Why do you think that I work nights so I don't have to be in the sun? I at I all. Get it now. That that makes sense. Mm. I thought you just did that for fun. Uh-uh. 
I have a poem I'm going to have to track down for you. I have a friend in college who wrote a poem called Moonbathing, as she put it. Actually, I don't remember exactly how she put it, but she also doesn't like to be in the sun. And so instead of sunbathing, she went moonbathing. Nice. He blazed white hot, sending heat clean through me. It felt nasty. I like the the stark difference between the don't melt, don't think about melting, don't think about how much better a liquid life would be, <laughs> to yuck. Cornelian referring to Flair as steamhead. <laughs> he does seem to be hot-headed. A little bit, yeah. Just a tad. Whenever he's talking to Luvo, and she's like, talking? You pounded with your voice. They were cowering. Flair was ready to turn into drops again. Who else do you talk to like that? And Luvo says, other mountains, glaciers, faults on the earth, things that vex me. Just like, he clearly does not understand how powerful just his voice is. Like, he is literally an entire fucking mountain. I was going to say, that's a whole fucking mood, though. Let's be honest. Yep. But also, he lists, what, four things? Other mountains, glaciers, faults in the earth, things that vex me. And three of those four are specifically, like, big, powerful things like him. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that they would all talk like that. And as far as things that vex me, I don't know. This is the, To me, this has some very indie energy. <laughs> and I think yeah. at that point, he doesn't really care anymore. <laughs> no. There, there's a reason why the mom voice comes out whenever I have to start bullying drunks. <laughs> hey, no. Knock it off. We're done. Just say <laughs> From it now your on, chest. we're calling it the Luvo voice. Yes. There you go. Just how it said, Evu May May Ding's eye was turning to smoke. It's like a weird third person thing, but like clearly she she can tell it's bad. Mm-hmm. I like the third person because it I feel like it emphasizes like her separation from yeah herself and everything else. I agree. Yeah. Cuz she yeah, cuz she's literally melting at this point. Mm-hmm. And she's like I don't want to be a meat person anymore. I'm going to be liquid. What is this meat person's name again? Is that Mame, right? Not for long. <laughs> nope. Uh, and right after that, uh, where she says that she's like squirming, wriggling, fighting to get back to that hot river and going to float in the heart of everything. And that really made me think of like the, the concept of like hive minds and like unified holes of like in, in culture and how fucking creepy that is to me. The Borg from Star Trek, like everyone's just fucking like one part of this giant singular being, and it's fucking weird. The concept is so beyond me that I'm, I'm like, that's that's fucking creepy. Uh, and yet I I keep reading about him because uh, that's like one of the big plot points in Neon Genesis Evangelion. Uh, yeah. Turn everyone into goop, and then they all become one single creature because reasons i can't tell you i don't remember it's a lot the uh bug creatures from ender's game they're all the hive mind controlling all the ships and stuff and uh the swarm of nanobots from prey by michael crichton 
just uh it's it's creepy to think of like not not being an individual I... there's another animorphs reference here oh my goodness let's go let's go uh in one of the books they decide to morph ants and ants kind of are a hive mind or at least that's how they're depicted in the the book because it's like they're all just sort of bots that serve the queen they're they start to lose themselves and they have to fight really hard to they finally manage to like demorph and they're like we're never doing this again and then at some point later they don't morph ants again but they morph termites and termites are even worse yeah and cassie literally has to like trick the termite brain into killing the queen for them to be able to like get out of the termite hive and become oh my gosh yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh we already talked about meat life to liquid life uh the who's a what's it like me i i don't know why (laughs) <laughs> but I, I always say, like, oh, you know, the what's it, the, the thing that I can't think of right now. And I, it just reminded me of shit that I would say. <laughs> and then right at the end, it never occurred to me that the sea might be even worse. And I'm like, wow, that's mm-hmm. ominous. And I mm-hmm. certainly haven't read ahead to the next chapter and know exactly what's going on. Yeah, no, me neither. Yeah, you guys definitely didn't correct once. me when I uh, got stuff wrong <laughs> at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. We never do two episodes at once. Never. <laughs> oh God, people are seeing how the sausage is made. I'm just on fire with the references today. The who's a what's it reminds me of Good Omens because Anathema's last name is Device, and she's named after somebody Device who invented the original Device. And mm. she talks about having done her like master's thesis or whatever on people who invented things that were so necessary and so obvious that like people forgot they ever needed to be invented. And they all have, and she lists these names and they all have names like What's It and Thingamajig. So <laughs> nice. That's funny. <clears throat> It that makes me think of Little Mermaid when she's naming off all her little trinkets. Yep. What's the fork called again? A thingamabob or whatever. No, that is um. Damn, I know it. <laughs> a dingle hopper. It's a dingle, dingle hopper. hopper. That's what it was. Yeah. A dingle how hopper. Could I, how could I? How could I? Not know that. Not know that. He yeah, is uh, our resident Disney expert and is being tested. <laughs> I was two seconds away from looking it up too. I was like, mm. "Dingle Hopper." Less respect for for the lack of. <laughs> it was right there until you asked me what it was, and I was like, "Oh no, it's gone." <laughs> um, my first one is when um there's a slam and Evie's magical body becomes a pancake. As one that does. Was- that was like quite a description of like just getting like all of herself, her magic, herself, and the rock just kind of smushed together, and then like having it's... to reform. Yeah, I was a ball, and then just... <laughs> it had to reform. I like when Evie is being she's becoming a melty person, and then she bumps into a diamond, and she's like, "Oh wait, diamonds, 
Diamonds are cool. I like diamonds. Why would I ever want to be a melted person? Diamonds and rocks and crystals and all that is really cool. We already talked about that, though. It definitely reminds me of Briar whenever he becomes becoming the tree and he sees the food or smells food. He's like, oh, no, why would I ever want to be a tree? I could have food. And this instance was a lot like that. I feel like uh, it says a lot about Evie and how much she likes rocks. Because, like, Briar likes plants, but it's not like, oh, but I won't get to hang out with my shack in or anything. Yeah, it's food. it's food. Like, there's something unrelated that brings him back. Yeah. But with Evie, it's literally everything is rocks. And if it's not rocks, it's not interesting. Nope. <laughs> um, I like the part where... um. Evie is trying to get Flair and Carnelian to follow her. Uh, they're coming up with a plan. They're like, oh, that's a good plan. We'll get away from Evie's monster. <laughs> yep, they Luvo. sure will. Yep. No, Luvo's a monster. Hilarious. I was gonna say, like, he's 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 kind of scary. Yeah. He can be uh, when he wants to be. Yeah. yeah. I, I like the part when Evie realizes that Flair is scared of Luvo, and he's like asking, does the weight bother him? Asking all these like little questions about him, like trying to be nonchalant about it, but knowing that he is actually terrified of Luvo. It's funny. Evie is on point with her lies, though. I particularly like the part where they're asking if Luvo's ever been to the core and like been crushed or whatever. And she's like, oh, the core parts and lets him through. Yeah. And they're like, we've never seen that before. She's like, well, it's really big, right? So you can't see everything. Of, of course it lets him do that. I've only got a couple. I liked the detail that diamonds are so hard that even Evie can't break them. All she can do is ask them to break. And they only break if they want to. So you can still ask them and they'd be like, mm, no, I don't think so. Yeah. Evie feels bad about leading Flair and Carnelian to their deaths. They also tell her that they want to die. They're like, yeah, no, that's what we're supposed to do. So I thought that was interesting. Because I'm on point with the references today. I don't remember if it's Flair or Carnelian, but one of them says about Evie and the volcano spirits, she'll lead us out and we'll lead them. And that made me think of Hadestown. Mm. Because Damn. he's supposed to lead her and then she's supposed to lead everybody else. So, like She follows him and then everybody else follows her. So it's like, hey. And it doesn't work. Spoiler alert. So what's that going to say about Melting Stones? Oh, shit. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Part two of our three-step reading process is reading like a dedicate. This is where we look for a theme or message in the chapter. I wrote lies because Evie is on point with them. There is a lot of lying going on in this chapter, mostly by her. She do be lying. I'm not exactly sure how to word it. I was going to say attention because she's constantly trying to be like, okay, pay attention over here. Come on. We got to go this way. But, oh, you guys and are we're walking. Yep. And we're, we're walking. walking. <laughs> so just trying to get their attention to be able to go do the thing that they're supposed to be doing. Like, okay, don't do that. Come on over here. Look over Green here. Cats. One sure. similar. It's a uh, persistence because Evie gets fucking smushed into a pancake and then melted and then scooped back up into a little pile. She's going through it, but she's still she's still doing it. So yeah. she she's persisting. Mine is concern <laughs> um for the the kind of fear aspect of that um evie's concerned that flair and carnelian are going to not follow you know flair and carnelian are concerned that they're gonna like that everybody else is going to see evie and think that you know they're like she's leading them 
Oh, Evie's the real hero. You, this is nothing to do with you. Yeah. Luvo is concerned for Evie. Rightfully so. So. They be doing a concern. (laughs) (laughs) They are doing a concern. Part three of our three-step reading process is reading like a mage. This is where we use the text to craft magic in our own lives. Mine's kind of related to my theme. I wrote, not all lies are bad. And I did not elaborate on that at all. (laughs) So I don't know entirely what I was thinking. But Evie is in a position where probably, like, like, lying is probably a good thing to do at this moment. Because they're more likely to follow her now that they're afraid of Lufo. The rabbi that led my introduction to Judaism class, the example that he always brings up is <laughs> parents with children. So Brittany might relate to this. If they bring you a picture and they're like, look, I did this picture. And you go like, oh, it's beautiful. And it might not be beautiful, but you're not going to like give them an artistic critique of it. Like, you know, you should have done this and this and this. It would look more better that way, but... Your sense of perspective is okay. You know, that's not the order that colors go in a rainbow. Uh, (laughs) The sun in the corner of this, I mean, the sun is not a triangle, and it doesn't wear sunglasses. Um, You should probably work on that. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, here I'm going to sit you in front of the TV, watch Bob Ross, he'll tell you how to do it exactly like. <laughs> he's the master <laughs> till you get uh, to this kind of level of art do not I don't want bring to see me you. anything else yeah. i don't want to see your art <laughs> this painting is going on the fridge of shame <laughs> i feel like that's what my fridge is right now since it has my jury duty notice on it <laughs> um mine comes from when Evie goes to talk to Luvo about him using his boomy voice, and she tells him it was something. Maybe it was talk to you, but it had weight. You helped me out of a very bad spot, so thank you again. Sometimes we think that just talking to someone probably isn't much help, um, but uh, sometimes it definitely can be. Um, I know I've been going through a lot of hard stuff right now um and then just talking to people about it has really helped it doesn't seem like it's much because it's just talking but it's really helpful you guys are part of that so I want to thank you guys for helping me so it doesn't seem like it's much but talking can be really helpful for people so like talk it out yeah we love you we're here for you i I will always be your writer back i know (laughs) i mean we did do this whole found family we're the circle of magic thing so yeah I will go wrap people up in fabric for you if you need me to.
I will turn them into fertilizer. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I was free of the weight of the of starns. It never occurred to me that the sea might be even worse. So, it's not necessarily been a secret that my boss is a word we're not supposed to call people. The last job I had was drama-filled but it was contained to one person who drug everybody else into it. As much as I love my job, it is drama across four different departments <laughs> all together. And, and like I said, it's not that bad. It's just one of those like, you're in a situation and you're like, oh my god, this is the fucking worst. I hate it so much. Oh my god. Why won't Kayla shut the fuck up? I'm gonna hit her with a two-by-four. And then you get into a new situation and it's like, okay, well, maybe the single person causing drama was not that big of a deal. Now I have to deal with a grand total of six people who are just... <laughs> at each other <laughs> I know that's really petty but I like my job I do I really do and I, I appreciate my my promotion it's better than what they tried to do to me but sometimes you you might think you're getting into a better situation and that might not 100% be the case so be prepared for that <laughs> Prepare for the bad as well as the good. So the personal magic that I found was uh, based off of Evie saying, you saved my life and I'm going to lead you out into the cold, cold ocean to die. And she's, and Evie says to herself, it's either the ocean or the open air, Evumeme. It reminded me a lot of the principle of um, lesser evil, where if you have the choice between two bad choices, take the least bad one, because, you know, I guess that's kind of the ethical thing to do. So in Evie's case, she has the choice of just letting the uh, volcano explode on the island, killing everyone, well, almost everyone she loves, uh, and a bunch of innocent people, or shooting out these magma guys somewhere in the ocean, you know, far, far away from them. Uh, so the obvious choice is obvious there. Like, save the people that she cares about. It reminded me of um, back in 2016, when... Uh, you know, election time was gearing up here in the States. People were like, you know, Hillary Clinton really fucking sucks. I cannot see myself voting for her. I had friends telling me that. And it got me thinking like, yeah, Hillary Clinton isn't great. Like, at all. But the alternative is Donald Trump. That time he wasn't as much of a threat. At least we, th we thought so anyways. If the choice is between someone who sucks and someone who is, like, actively trying to take away the rights of people that you love and care for, like, uh, the, the choice is kind of obvious, and you should go out and vote and not be a fucking idiot and have people actually die because of your, uh, like, ego and not wanting to vote for someone you don't like. Maybe not a nice way to put it, but uh, it pissed me off hearing that and then seeing everything that happened the four years after that and we're still living through the uh, all the repercussions of having that asshole in office. We're gearing up for elections again next year. 
and people are going to be like, oh, Joe Biden really sucks. We really shouldn't vote for him. But it's like the alternative is letting the other guy win. And Donald Trump cannot be put in office again. Pick the lesser evil, please, for the love of God. Go out and vote. I know it's early, but Jesus Christ. Every election is important. This is why you vote in the primaries. This is why you vote in midterms. This is why you vote local. Elections are important. (laughs) Yeah, that's my personal magic. Go and vote for the lesser evil, please. (laughs) Yes. We like to end our episodes with an excerpt from the following chapter. So this is an excerpt from chapter 20 of Melting Stone. I thought it would be easy to get back to my real body. It was, what, four miles as the goose flew? One mile from the shore. But I was so tired. You are half the size you were when you crossed my borders, silvery worm, the sea taunted. Why bother going back? You wish to melt. Stay and be ground to a speck instead. Don't you ever tire of the sound of your own voice, I whispered. It wasn't very good, but it was the best I could manage. I felt as I felt as small as a pebble when I found land that wasn't under salt water. Instantly, I leaped to the earth's surface. It was wonderful to shed the weight of water and earth together. Once there, Luvo's magic was a huge beacon in my eyes. I flew to him, drawing on his strength. He wrapped me around like a good father, taking me into his depths. If my magical body could have cried, I would have wept. I felt so safe in his heart. I was surrounded by his power. He was layered like a tree with centuries of stone life. Here was fire, water, sun, patience, resolve, wrath, wisdom, anything I could ever want. I knew then that I wanted to be Luvo someday. I don't know how, but I could strive to be more like him. The patience will need a lot of work. Evumeme, there is a thing. Luvo said in my mind, I fear you will not like it. Something about his tone worried me. I didn't want to leave the good place he had made, but I did. I popped into the body I had left and fought to open my eyes. From the sun's position, I'd been gone three hours. I was in Sustri, tied to my horse with ropes. Obviously, Rosethorn had found me. From the look of things, we had just arrived. The docks were a mess. People were trying to get onto the ships. Men and women with weapons were making the refugees leave things, wagons and animals mostly. Children screamed for their pets. Adults argued and shouted at the guards who told them there wasn't enough room. The animals just looked confused. Rosethorn, Murtide, Azaze, Oswin, and the other village leaders were trying to get people aboard the vessels. Tahar was aboard one small ship. I could see her seated by the rail, grim-faced. Jayat was still on the dock, helping Azaze. Nori was right beside me. She hung on to my knee, so tight it hurt. She'd already pulled me half out of the saddle. Stop that, I smacked at her, or tried to. My arm was too numb to work. What's the matter? Why aren't you helping? She glared at me. She had pulled me down so far, our eyes were on the same level. One more tug, I'd be hanging off the saddle. Awake, are you? I'm here because I wanted to be around when you opened your eyes. Why? I asked, so I could do this. Even if I could have moved... I wouldn't have been fast enough to escape the hard slap she landed on my cheek. Then she slapped me again. She was crying. While you were playing mage, 
Miriam decided you would like her again if she gave you a pretty rock she left at home. She went back. I'm not allowed to find her. I'm needed to look after the others. So she's dead in all these shakes or she's hurt or she's going to starve all because you're a pig who's mean to little girls. Then she punched me in the eye and walked off. Miriam. Miriam had gone back to Oswin's house and the volcano was going to come through the ocean floor only three miles out. That wasn't good enough if a small girl was left behind on the island. She would be out there while ash and rock bombs fell and set the forests afire. Uh. Poor Miriam. Reading Circle Temple is produced by us. Molly, Brittany, Indy, and Goodwin. If you like the show, tell your friends about us. If you don't like the show, tell your enemies. You can also help people find us by leaving a rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Find all our episodes at our new home on ACAST. Shows.acast.com slash Reading Circle Shake at us. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at templeofreadingcircle at gmail.com. You can also follow Reading Circle Temple on Instagram, Tumblr, and Facebook. And you can join our Reading Circle Temple Facebook group. To find us on Twitter, tweet at Reading Temple. A special thanks to Yellow is for Happy for our artwork. You can find more of their art by following Yellow is for Happy Draws on Tumblr and Shannon and Draws on Instagram. Another special thanks to Brittany's brother, Thomas Dick, for our theme music. You can find more of his music by following Thomas Dick on SoundCloud. Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing The Circle of Magic, and thanks to you for listening. Let's all have coffee next week. Did I tell you guys about me having, like, an actual vampire, like, safety concern a few months ago? No. What? I don't think you have. No. So, Allie and I bought a uh, <laughs> doormat at Joanne Fabrics. It's a It's a pride doormat, but it very clearly has written on the front of it, all are welcome here. And I'm like, does that give a vampire explicit permission to enter my home? If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.